Hey, this is Barbara Corcoran, and you are now tuned in to Business Unusual. And everything you ever learned about business, throw it out the window. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Listen in. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. But first, is building a nonprofit the same thing as starting a profitable business? Or do you just need a lot of enthusiasm and some altruism? Let's see. I'm starting a new business. Is it smart to discount my price to get my first customer? A young man living in the street with a real addiction decides to start a business. Does he have a shot? Listen in. We got some good conversations. Hi, Barbara. My name is Andre. My company is an apparel line that raises awareness of addiction and mental health through a fashionable approach. And I'm having a hard time coming full circle. It's like I have the brand. I have the purpose of what I'm raising awareness of. However, I don't have the education part. How do I educate the public? One, I don't have a degree in mental health or addiction. I just have life experience. How far will life experience get me? Thank you. So I feel like I have to have a better handle on the product itself. I get where you're going. And your most important question is, I have just life experience. How far will life experience get me? And in answer to that, right off the bat, that's everything. So I'm not going to worry about that for the moment, but I want to apply it to your actual brand and what you're actually selling because I couldn't figure that out. Okay. We are selling clothing. Okay, that I know. But what's the point of difference in the clothing and how does it tie into your messaging? The message is hope. Mm -hmm. Quick story. I myself suffer with mental illness and addiction. I've suffered with it about 10 or 15 years. Long time. You sound like a young guy. I've read the book, The E-Myth. And sometimes it's not just a product that you're selling. A lot of the times it's an emotion. Mm. And right now I kind of want to shine light on those people that do suffer from mental illness and addiction to give them hope. I've been homeless a couple times. Wow. I was just homeless three months ago. So for me to have you on the phone right now, it's kind of a miracle. It's a miracle I have you on the phone. Yes. And coming from that background of being homeless, I've learned to live with other people and I've learned to hear people out and not be so quick to judge. My company is a startup company and I don't have all my I's and my T's crossed. I've been working on the concept for over a decade. Mm. I just went into business and made my first sale in March. You had the idea percolating for many years and then you started your business. How did you start? Did you develop one product first? Yeah, right now I'm using a third party vendor. I'd love to get away from them. I'm kind of scaling the market and trying to find a demand. Okay, first tell me what your product was, your one product. A coffee mug. A coffee mug, okay. And did it have messaging on the coffee mug? I called it the contemporary ink blot, and it was a blue ink blot that said every rebel on it. I was at the homeless yes. shelter at the start of 2017. I sat there, and I thought, I was like, I'm losing everything. I lost my car. I lost my dog. I lost my apartment. How am I ever going to get back on my feet again? Bad place to be. Good for you that yeah. you're standing up. 
I'm so very grateful. It started out as a blog. The whole concept of the Every Rebel website when I was at the homeless shelter was that, okay, this is going to be my story success and I'm going to take you every step of the way. Mm. And if you go to everyrebel.com, you can click on blog and you'll see it's just like my original plan about 12 years now, 2008 was when the idea started resonating with me. And it's just every rebel's taking me on this journey. I went to the military. I was in the military for almost five years. I went to college. However, I wasn't showing up to work for myself. I wasn't showing up to every rebel saying, this is what I'm bringing to the table today. I was too busy doing what everybody asked of me. Take me back, if you could, for a minute to the product itself, because the way in which I could be most helpful to you is getting you out of the situation where you said that you have a hard time coming full circle. I don't think you meant by that in your question, uh, full circle of life, although we all have a hard time doing the full circle of life. But I thought it was more specific to wanting to bring this avocation slash business, nonprofit or whatever you wish to call it, to fruition so that you can make some kind of a difference. And right now I'm just scaling the market and I'm learning as much as I can. Right okay. now I'm reading Mr. John's book, Rise and Grind. Terrific book. Okay, you're talking about Damon John's book, who's my fellow shark on the set. One of the very important lessons in his book was how to sell his product. I don't know if you're at that section yet. He back references, I believe, how he sold his first t-shirts. He went to all the hip hop bands and wore it and sold it right off his back at a parking lot. Yes. Yes. Genius and simple. Power Let me, of broke. The power of broke. Phenomenal book. Okay. But to that important lesson, that's what you're missing from the little I've been able to garner from what you're saying. You're getting ready for the business. You really believe in it. You have the passion, which is the best place to start any business. But you're having a hard time getting out there, making the sale and making it take on a life of its own. Am I listening to you well? You hit the nail on the head, Barbara. Okay. Then here's what you got to do. And, and this is the best way I can help you. You have to stop getting ready. If you have a particular T-shirt and you're not entirely happy with it, the coloration, the screen print, you have your message, which I love, by the way. I think it's an impactful message. I think it's a great slogan. I could see that in my mind's eye, okay? I think what you have to do is just get 100 made and see if you could sell them. A small run, a hundred made, put one on your back, maybe get some of your other friends to walk around with it and then make sure your website isn't printed on it somewhere on the hemline, on the side panel, what have you, and see if you could sell a hundred shirts. That's all. One color, one skew, one design that's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be the right color. It's not going to be sized properly, but get a hundred shirts to see if you could sell. There's some magic that happens if you actually have someone hand you the 20 bucks or 50 bucks for the shirt without even hearing your message or your spiel or know about your website, but they actually give you cash for a product you have either on your back or in your hand. There's got to be fairs where you could open a little box store right in a fair next to the lady selling apple pie or tarts. Take a lesson from Damon John. He never for once in starting his multi-million dollar business thought that the customer would come to him. He never once thought, let me get it right. He experimented with it on his back. And that's the key to the fortune he made. I hear a man talking to me right now who's telling me he has the passion. Very important. You can't fake people. 
He has the ability to really want to not let go of his dream. You've had it 10 years. You can't let it go. You have to see it through. But you don't know how to get it to first base from home plate. The way you get it to first base is to make a sale. Take whatever money you have, as short a run as you have, even if you screen print them yourself and it's a lousy print job, put it on your back and get out there and sell a couple. That's all you really have to do. Even five, if it can't be a hundred, get out and sell it. And then you'll have the time and luxury later on to get your messaging out, to include other people, to make it the beautiful dream that you always envisioned. But it starts with a sale. Does that make sense? That's great, Barbara. Okay. I love the constructive criticism. And I'm going to do just that. Yeah. And let me tell you something. It's going to be a snap for you if you stay focused, because look what you've done with your life. And I'm sure you can name another 10 people walked the same walk as you and didn't land where you're landing right now. Good for you. With that background, you were also asked, I just have the life experience. How far will life experience get me? Exactly where you want to go because you've done what you've done already with your life. Good for you. Just get the damn t-shirt out there and sell it. Thank you for your support. My love to you and my support to you, truly. Thank you. Let's take a short break to talk about a company I love, my friends at On Deck Business Loans. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, Barbara, my name is Randy. I'm calling you from Virginia Beach, Virginia. I am the founder of a nonprofit that deals with uh, music and schools. All the information you have is, seems like it's for profits. So uh, I'm curious if you have any advice that you could give a uh, up-and-coming nonprofit guy that knows very little about business, but I have enthusiasm that lasts for miles. Hi, Randy. I'm going to have to match your energy level. You're like a woo-woo-woo kind of guy, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, young lady. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Oh, my pleasure. You sound like uh, you love what you do. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about what you do specifically or what the nonprofit is actually doing? Give me the lay of the land. Well, I started working on it about eight years ago. It's called the Smarts Project. What I've done for about the past uh, 20, 22 years is I've provided uh, security and transportation for a lot of folks in the music industry. Mm. Simultaneously, I also had uh, two beautiful girls that were going to high school at the same time, and they were kind of lax in school a little bit, you know, nothing major, but we were trying to find an alternate path for them to take to kind of put them center again. Just on a whim, I had suggested that they take music class. After they took it, their uh, grades began to go up a little bit and they wow. were excited about going to school and all the good stuff you would hope would happen. What made you land on music? What made you think that a music class would make a difference for your daughters? I have never heard anybody in my life say anything bad about two things, food and music. And mm. if you listen to music too long, it don't give you diabetes. So um, <laughs> I've always been a big fan of music. And plus, I've provided security and transportation for a lot of folks in the music industry. I've got to see a lot of it, you know, on the side stage or backstage or whatever the case may be. So music is one of those addictions I kind of kept to myself. I don't try to push it on other people, but I figured it would help out this time. So I also noticed that there was a lot of fundraising that was being done in high schools. Everybody knows that they're selling candy bars and cookie dough and other kinds of things like that that you either not going to use or it's going to give you stretch marks. So I, I figured there had to have been an alternate route to go. So 
I knew there was a way that I can take my resources and the contacts I have from my job and kind of bridge the gap in the funding. So the, the, the arts classes in general, not just music, but the arts in general, they could bridge the gap in the funding because every year it seems like almost every school is having to cut something on their budget, not placing blame. I'm just thinking that I could help the situation. And that was one way that I could help. So right now I give the high school music departments everything they need to record an album and every participating kid that's uh, on the program, their name is going to be in the cover for the album. The art department gets to do the cover art. The business department gets to do uh, maybe like a marketing plan or a business plan, because really what I'm doing is I'm handing them a little business, something that they could do every year, and they can turn this into curriculum. To uh, tie everything together, they get to actually open up for a real recording artist in a real concert venue in their area. You gotta be kidding. Good for you. you you're surprising well, me you. with each thing you say. I'm like, what? Good for you, Randy. My <laughs> God. Let me ask you, there's a missing link in my thinking right here. You had your two daughters do better at school because they got involved in music. Were they making an album? Is that what gave you the idea? Or they simply learned how to play a piano and then got better at their algebra, that kind of thing? Oh, no. Actually, uh, to be perfectly honest, they were really horrible at it. They tried to sing. They tried to do choir. But they didn't make it to the choir. They were just taking music class. So it's kind of like taking math class. You know, you're probably Mm. better at accounting than I am, but we're going to take the same class. They enjoyed doing it, but they were really horrible (laughs) at it, but Mm. it it made them happy. You know, all the positive things that came with it, you know, they enjoyed going to school. They, it actually bled over into other subjects. They more outgoing. They they got to have deeper conversations with their teachers and the, the school administration, you know, within the school and whatnot. Since I've been doing this, I've obviously done a lot of research and you know, it helps out with teen pregnancy and uh, dropout rate. And I've heard this from you uh, probably a thousand times, but I should really write a check to the people that have decided not to help me out or they chose to help me out. And then I never heard from them again, because now I've teamed up with an organization in the peninsula on the other side of the water in Virginia from me. They're actually uh, helping me with all the business aspects that I need to be doing. They're actually helping me with the plan and helping me with finance and putting me in communication with different schools in their area. And it's just a really, really good feeling. I heard Damon saying one time that the that the best motivator is progress. And that's really the truth. You know, mm. I'm, I, I, I love my life now because it's actually moving forward, you know. Now, a couple of questions about the creative piece of this. It sounds to me like you've shored up the business end of the business. Am I correct? Yes, ma'am. Feel solid there. I'm not hearing any problems. What's the problems? You have the Smarts Project. You're using your contacts, I assume, from the music industry when you say my contacts, the people you've serviced over the years to fund the program or at least to get it started. And mm-hmm. that every kid, the tremendous sales pitch that every kid gets to make an album and the name gets on it and they get to actually uh, record it. I mean, so far I hear plus, 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 plus. What's wrong with this picture? Where are you having any problem? In the beginning, I just wanted to get some advice from you because I know there's a lot of good stuff that is for profit that I'm sure would help me out too. If I had to pick a problem, I think the the problem is whenever you're messing with kids, students, schools, school boards, yada, 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 it's really hard 
for quote unquote, the new guy to break into it. So really it's just a matter of legitimacy. I do what I can, but I, I don't have a doctorate in anything. I'm just a guy trying to do good stuff with the resources Randy, that Randy, I have. Randy, when you now. say it's really hard for you to break into it, what is the it you're breaking into? Is it a person? No, it's school boards and schools that I've met with in the years that I've been doing this are very rigid. They're slow too. Mm. Well, not only that, they don't like new. No, they don't like new. Yeah. Education protects what's come before. No doubt about it. May I ask you something? You have sold the program, though, to different school boards or directly to the schools? Directly to the schools. I'm going to be working with one school this coming school year, 2019-2020 school year. Okay, here's my best advice to you. Forget about the school boards. If you have a future plan that you want to do something in a dozen years, sell it to the school board. That's how long it will take before you get all the approvals, okay? And by the time it gets through, you won't recognize what you went in with. It will be committed to death. So forget about that. You've had one success story with a particular school. Could you sincerely say you feel your program is working in that school? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So would you say that it's touched the lives of a number of kids that have been in the program? Oh, absolutely. No doubt. Have you videographed or taken testimonials from the kids on the difference it's made for them in their lives? We are actually putting together a package right now so we can put it on our website, so we can put it on social media. But I didn't want to have anything out there unless it was a good enough quality. But yes, ma'am, we are doing it. Yeah. Okay. Here's uh, then what I would like to say to you. Number one, only go to schools directly. You have a great asset that you're taking for granted and you shouldn't for a minute. You have wild ass enthusiasm. It's irresistible when someone has that enthusiasm. And at least with a school, you get to see the right person. On a school board, you'll be whistling Dixie. So forget the school boards. Go to an individual, all right? Go with your natural born enthusiasm just as part of your personality. And on top of that, you have wild ass enthusiasm for the program you actually have to sell. So just go in there and start selling it. What I would think you should do along the way with the projects you already have happening, where you have the albums made, you have the kids that are performing, I would definitely get one of the kids for free. Have them work with you to videograph it, make them part of your phenomenal dream program, give them executive producer credit or whatever you have to do, but get a great reel together. And I wouldn't even say it has to be professional. I think it should be rudimentary because it's done by kids. It's got to be gritty, not the perfect execution. But you want to be able to walk in and say, look at this video. This happened last Thursday night. Look at these kids, 15 kids, right one after another with sound bites saying how it changed their life or why they love it so much. Let them support your sales job. And why would anyone turn you away? The last thing I want to say to you is forget the fact that you're a nonprofit. Nonprofits in my book are the same as business. They take all the same characteristics to make them successful. They have all the same frustrations and they do need a profit to operate. They need the cash coming in and to continue coming in to continue their great cause. So think of it as a business. Good for you. You already have outsourced a lot of the business aspect of it in your mind, I would keep an eye on that because nobody ever watches you shop the way you do. But as long as you have help there, you've taken, you've shored up that. But I think on the creative, wild enthusiasm section of this, you could do a lot more and you could sell a lot more schools. 
because you already have all the magic ingredients, like a nice crayon box right in a row, everything you need to sell it. Just go out and give yourself a target of going out and seeing, say, five new schools over the next five weeks. You're not the kind of guy, if they turn you away, is afraid to come back. I could tell talking to you. But you got to come back at an individual and use that enthusiasm and charm to break through. Just, I got a tape to show you. I got to see you. So-and-so ABC School is doing it to great acclaim with great success. I want to show you what ABC School is doing right across the river. That's awesome. I couldn't ask for any better than that. Okay. Good luck to you. I'm sure that's going Thank to work. Thank you, man. Okay, bye-bye. I appreciate you. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye. I appreciate you. Bye. Hello, Barbara. This is Sandeep from Toronto. First off, I would like to thank you for being the best inspiration for me as I start off my new business venture. And thank you for sharing the best business advice out there. I am a registered nurse working at a hospital, and I am looking to open my own healthcare staffing agency because we are so short-staffed. My question is, how do I get a contract and how do I stand apart from my competition? Should I offer a better price for the staff I send? Thank you so much. To get your first contract, if that's your actual goal, you're going to need to get a few things in order. You need staffing. So you need to get yourself out circulating in those circles where you could meet the greatest number of nurses so that you could vet them and see if they're any good at what they do. Secondly, you need to make a long list of every contact you've ever been in touch with in your field. I don't care if they're important or the least important. Put them all on your list and ask yourself, how could they introduce me to someone who would be in the position of maybe giving me a contract or at least be in the position of giving me a name that I can call? And the number three is you need a sales pitch. And I can tell you, you already have half your sales pitch because you're articulate and polite. And that's what people buy into. It's not so much the words, it's the attitude and the way someone comes across. And you've got that covered. I could hear it in your voice right now. I would hire you for anything just because of the way you sound. So far as pricing goes, you need to find out what everybody is really charging out there. Do a little reconnaissance work. And once you know what the going rate is, don't offer a cheaper rate up front, but put it in your back pocket. So once you're in on a sales call and offering your service, you could then use your back pocket card to say, I'll tell you what, how about for the first month of business, I offer you maybe a 10 or 15% discount on our usual rate. That's a teaser kind of a rate, and many people in business do it. But you don't want to come out offering we're cheaper than the next guy, because there's a natural association that everyone makes between cheaper and less good. So Sandy, that's my formula for getting your business from concept to on the ground running, and you should give yourself no more than three months to get it done. And that's all the questions we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
retaliation 